Hi everyone, welcome back to Self Care in Pink Heels. It's been a while since I've produced a podcast episode, and I will get into the details of that, but for now I want to tell you that I'm back, and I hope that I can do a longer run this time of episodes for you, but I am going to be completely honest, raw, and real with you as to the reason for my absence. I had tried to establish this podcast and give it everything I had as far as motivation, self-care tips, excitement, and so much for you so that you could grow, you can learn, you can care for yourself, you can learn how to love yourself. And with this episode, I hope to do just that. So welcome again. If you're new, I'm Elizabeth Camargo Garcia, licensed in marriage and family therapist by background. I produce this podcast for women so they can learn how to do self-care right, so they can learn how to achieve self-love and to provide as many tools as possible that that will help you get to that ultimate wellness point of your life so that you can fill your cup and so that you can give to others from yourself only when your cup is full. So let's get into this episode on self-care and grief. The reason I haven't been active in months is because I suffered a few losses, significant losses. First, I suffered the loss of my father in August, and most recently, I suffered the loss of my cousin in October. And it's been definitely very difficult, emotional, mentally exhausting, sadness process for all of us, for my family, for anybody that knew these wonderful, just amazing people. I could write books about my father's kindness and generosity and what a great human being he was. And my cousin just a ball of sunshine with her smile and with her voice. And it's been definitely devastating to lose them. And um, in that, I realized um, that to do self-care right, I needed to do what was good for myself in those moments, in these moments, because I'm still living through that. I'm still living through the grief. My family's still living through the grief. And it's going to be a lifelong process. It's something that does not go away. Even though life seems to go on, our pain is still within us. 
and we learn to heal from it as I've been working to do. However, there's not one day that goes by that not only my father and my cousin, but other people that we've lost continue to be front of mind for me. And so I want to tell you that that's the reason I haven't been around. It's because whatever energy I had, whatever was in my cup that I could give to others was only for myself at that time and for my family. And that's all I could manage. And addition to that was to my one-to-one clients in my therapy work. And so I had to be real and I was trying to set the example for you that there are times that you simply must say no to things. And as much as I did not want to let go of producing information for you, I just could not bring myself to do so at that time. But now my cup is a little bit fuller and I'm here and um, I've done self-care right, I think. And so that's why I'm able to come back because I didn't get to the point of burnout. I did get to the point of exhaustion and uh, needed to listen to myself, my body, my mind, my soul, and only do what I was capable of. So this episode is on how to manage grief, um, how to manage self-care in the time of grief when you're grieving a loved one. I can tell you that Uh, you need to for sure allow for your needs to be met. So drinking water, staying hydrated, doing the things that help you get through the days. For me, I needed to take an assessment of what I could manage, as I mentioned before, what I could manage uh, with my emotional state, what I could manage with my physical state, And based on that, what could I give to others? My assessment included, what can I give to myself? What are my musts? My morning routine was definitely something that I could not uh, let go of because that always grounds me and it centers me and it's my time with God. And the other piece was, aside from that, now what can I give to my children, my husband, my family, uh, my mom who just lost her husband, my aunt and my uncle and my cousins and my other aunts, you know, in the loss of my cousin, their daughter. And what could I give Uh, What could I give to my clients? Am I going to be present for them during the day? So I made it a point and um, to schedule like what I could and still considering all my other needs, right? So definitely make an assessment for yourself. If you are someone going through 
the grieving process, go through an assessment of yourself, of your time, and what are musts, what are three things that you must do during the day that help you um, continue to be replenished and continue to have the energy to get through the day. And then second, okay, what are things that you must do like work? Are you able to take a few days off if you need those days to support your family members? And then outside of that, can you say no to things that are not necessary? Things throughout your life that maybe are volunteer activities or hobbies or anything that um, does not need to get done in that moment that maybe your time is better uh, well spent somewhere else. Next, definitely what I find to be very helpful part of self-care during the grieving process is to have structure and routine. The loss of a loved one throws you for a whirlwind of many things, especially when unexpected and traumatic. When that happens, your world is just shaken and it's turned upside down. And the only thing that can get you through or the thing that will get you through is a good self-care practice. If your self-care routine involves first thing in the morning, you drink water, you have a cup of coffee, and you go for a walk, then having that structured time to continue to push yourself to doing those three things are going to make your life a little bit easier during this time of turmoil, devastation, pain, and loss. So make sure that you have something at least one to three things that you can go to every day that provides structure for yourself in the morning and at night if possible. But if you can't manage that, at least manage something in your day. So whether it's something in the morning, something at noon, or something at night, preferably morning can center you and ground you a little bit better. So I would pick the morning and that's what I actually did for myself. That's just a little bit of what's been going on in my life and how I can share a few of the things that worked for me for you. If you are someone currently going through the grieving process or any type of significant loss in your life, or maybe something happened in your life that has shaken your life and has turned it upside down. First of all, be kind to yourself. Only manage what you can try to do and try to do that one thing. If you can manage one consistent thing every day, that will help so much. I just want to give my heart to all of the people out there suffering loss, suffering through grief, It's not easy. Our loved ones mean so much. And when we miss them dearly, especially when, you know, not that death is ever easy, but it definitely shakes you up uh, just a little bit more when it's so unexpected. 
I just want to leave you with that. Be kind to yourself. Don't feel pressured to comply with so many requests. Don't feel pressured to have to say yes to many activities. Only do what you can manage and definitely seek support. Seek the help of professional people if you are feeling that the grief is interfering with your day-to-day activities. And again, just a reminder, this is by no means therapy work or medical advice of any sort. If you need medical advice, please seek the help of a medical professional in your area. Thank you for joining, and I hope this was useful, and I hope you'll listen uh, for the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. The information and content provided on this podcast is strictly for educational purposes. You should not rely on this information as professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your medical provider before engaging in any physical activity that may be contraindicated to your health. If you need medical advice, research and consult with a medical professional in your area and or state. The use of any information provided on this podcast is solely at your own risk.